1: Hello, everybody, and welcome again to your weekly technology podcast, Gamesatwork.biz. My name is Andy Piper, and every week, myself and my co hosts bring you the most interesting stories from around the interwebs, around everything new in tech, whether that's AI, metaverse, gaming, collaboration, social, all of the stuffs. So, uh, with that said, Let's get right into it and uh, throw it over to you, Mr. Michael Rowe. How's it going?
0: It's going well, Andy. And uh, yeah, it is. They are the most important t- stories in tech, according to what we discovered over the week and had time to look at. <laughs> sure.
1: Whatever we decided <laughs> yeah. it is interesting what,
0: to whatever, us, basically. It, it's our definition. And, and, and that's why we are joined by our friend
2: and co-host, Michael Martin. Michael, how are you? Hey, doing fantastic. And yes. uh, And by the way, you know, you, the listening audience, do have an opportunity to influence our perception about what you think is most important for this week, too. And you could help us uh, find those things even better than we tend to do ourselves. How uh, can they do that? oh gosh just pretty much anywhere we do smoke signals we you know we accept uh, snail mail especially if you write a website like on a twenty dollar bill you know we'll de- definitely take a look at that Cr- crush it
1: you crush a snail this. put it in the envelope with the twenty dollar bill send it to michael martin
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i won't be able to cook it then that's that's terrible um But uh, we're we're very active, as you might imagine, on multiple social media channels, and uh, most of us are hanging out right over on Mastodon, and you can find us at uh, Bots in Space there for games at work, plus our own physical and uh, social feeds. So take a look at the website, you'll find us all. Um, And that website is? (laughs) <laughs> uh,
1: it's kind of in the title.
0: It's Ooh, kind of in the kind of. <laughs> um,
1: title. make it easy uh, Just you. before we but before we jump straight into our run of show this week, I was going to share that we did have some feedback over the course of the week. Oh. So, that's right, um, listener um, notes, right? We had uh I got I got a a message earlier in the week asking me uh because I'd mentioned this uh Mac, uh, uh, Mac and iOS app called Short Circuit. Uh, for yes. ChatGPT, uh, what, what my setup was because I'd actually been using Short Circuit when it was in test flight, and using the OpenAI API beta because I was in the early access to ChatGPT stuff. So, and I know the author, so I had a series of things that had enabled me to use it. And uh, Ian um, asked me what my setup was, uh, and I think he and I both established in the end that um, there is a difference between chat GPT plus and the API subscriptions and other things like that. So I kind of slightly, I, we should have a disclaimer on our, <laughs> on our product recommendations, especially when they <laughs> come with an associated cost because they may end up with our listeners accidentally subscribing to something that, uh, that doesn't work. But I think Ian and Ian got, got it working in the end and had a lot of fun uh, over the course of the week. We also had a conversation this week that I'll just mention to folks uh, and I think Ian may have posted about it as well elsewhere um, about the D&D story we mentioned last week. So using ChatGPT as a games master for your role playing and my, Ian also found, and I hope he won't mind me sharing as he's sometimes uh, a guest on the show and we should get him back on again soon, see how things are. But uh, he was also having fun getting it to switch from D&D to a Judge Dread game and, and, and other things, <laughs> um, which was, seemed really impressive so yeah
0: yeah so, I, I i you know i've got a a, a time that i'll be out in the next few weeks maybe uh ian can be on that episode and i'd love to listen
1: to it <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have <laughs> that, to skip one as fun. well so um, and you're you usually need the sarcastic slash um otherwise down to earth brit to uh to keep everybody <laughs> grounded on the show so uh maybe maybe that would work anyway um I think our first story fits right into this uh right into this uh area right Michael
2: Oh it absolutely does um there there's a Washington Post article that found its way into our space and this one deals with um what are the websites that uh ChatGPT has ingested to make itself sound smart Well and
1: I think this is and- actually not chat gpt specifically it does mention chat gpt in the title but i think um, yes this is referring to a data set that google owns uh now that data set may have worked into chat gpt but OpenAI doesn't actually say what it's used so yeah it's one of those clickbait slash slightly um obtuse uh, headlines that gets your grabs your attention but yeah certainly it's an ai what 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 when we say large language model, what exactly is the data set that's trained that large language model? And the answer is, who knows? Well, the answer really? is my, my is my personal blog, it seems. I, what yeah, I well, that like, was interesting. What yeah. I particularly like about this headline is inside the secret list of websites that make AI like ChatGPT sound smart. Yes, everybody, andypiper.co.uk is one of the things that's driving the sounding smart of the AI. Channels.
2: <laughs> There's that grounded Britishness you that go. you know everyone really needs, as you yes, can see.
1: Exactly. I'm glad to to know that my correct command of the King's English, as it now is, of course, again. Oh yes. Uh, mm. Is uh, is helping.
2: But but the the interesting fact here is that the Games at Work website is not included. <sighs> In and amongst all of those. So sad. So, so sad. So you would have thought that the crawler would be going through your personal website and go, Oh look, here's games at work. I guess I need to go get that too, but perhaps not. Actually there's a site that I was
0: I've been working on lately that's ranked nineteen thousand in this data set. Wow.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, kick, I took from my
0: own, and my own wasn't listed at all. So,
1: <laughs> Kickstarter is remarkably high in the uh, in the list of. So, as you scroll through the article, there's a there's an infographic that highlights yeah. sort of sites in different um, sectors uh, and how highly they rank in terms of the quantity of content. I assume uh, that um, is driving the uh, no, quote unquote knowledge that the chatbots have. Um, now, personal blogs are a huge part of it, as, as this point points out, especially in the technology space. But yeah, it's it's quite interesting, I think, to to see um, where the has come from. And there's a there's a, there's a, the, the key point here is and the reason I know this about my website is that there is a search box here where you can type in a domain of any kind and tell you whether it's listed and what percentage of tokens. Um, that is uh, representing inside of the uh, data set. The the thing
2: that was going through my mind here too, was given how we've used over the years, the Wayback Machine to reference earlier iterations of websites and kind of take snapshots at particular junction points, um, that as these um, large language models do their crawling, and create the tokens against them, um, how that may or may not replace the function and capabilities of the Wayback Machine too, because that that is now, it's something that is designed to be eminently searchable, referenceable, discoverable in a way that we had other ways of doing that in the past.
1: This does feel like there's a genie out of a bottle here. I think that I think that we probably would all agree on that subject anyway. But there are two specific things that have come up in the last 10 days, I think, across my my sort of radar. One of them was uh, Italy banning the use of or, or restricting mm, access yes. to mm-hmm. or, or actually I think OpenAI ended up restricting access because of the gdpr the general uh data um, privacy regulation um, which requires that individual personal entities can be entries and information can be removed from a data set um so at a point when and, and italy's decided that 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 they want to ensure that this this law regulation european regulation is enforced as part of the technology's availability which doesn't seem unreasonable to me, and and there were some very excitable, excited uh, commentators saying, "Hey, look, this is Italy trying to strangle AI," um, which I don't necessarily think is true. I think they were just looking at having the the law of the regulations um, successfully uh, enforced. But the other one, again, also on the excitable sort of side of things, was Elon Musk this week. Making a statement around uh, lawsuits against Microsoft for having Microsoft. used Twitter data right, to right. train its, or oh, by extension, because they're uh, co- collaborating with OpenAI, um, the 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 uh, information there. So yeah, I think um, it's it's got to be incredibly difficult to sort of remove this stuff when you're dealing with data at this scale.
0: Well, I well, think what you'd have to do is basically remove it from the base data set and
2: regenerate the model. Right. 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 Yeah. And, and it's not just the provenance of the data that you have to be watchful for here, too. There's also training in mm. annotation that goes against it. Mm. So it it could be that the annotations are the problem, not the base data. So there are segments of this that you would have to look at and say, well, that set of annotations that was done improperly for whatever reason, that's what I'd like to remove from the model, regen. Uh, Or in what we're just talking about here is that there are data that have not been explicitly Um, been uh, permitted allowed agreed to to be incorporated in the overall data set we've seen that in stable diffusion and other models uh there for especially for images and for harvesting um, uh, visual elements that might appropriate a a style from a particular artist or something like that that may not have been approved to go through such process
0: there was another interesting story this morning on NPR uh, in the same vein that I heard that was talking about the the energy costs of building these models and the energy cost of, of A- AI models in general that I thought was really interesting, especially as we talk about permission to use or not use data and having to regenerate these, right? Right, right. Uh,
1: Well, since I mentioned the, the, the Microsoft, uh, well, the, the name of Microsoft in the context of... Um, Chat GPT and, and learning there. Um, it's worth jumping across straight to the next uh, link that we had. And Michael Martin, I, I know that you shared this with us. Um, SwiftKey was a uh, smart keyboard, keyboard replacement that Microsoft acquired um, sometime in the last mm-hmm. few years, um, yep. third party keyboard that you can use on your mobile device. Uh, what, what, what's got you interested here? Uh, well, the, the just the fact that Bing is part of Microsoft,
2: as we know, uh, Microsoft had made the investment in OpenAI, as we know, Bing has enabled capabilities there, and we we've talked to you on the show here. Gosh, a while ago uh, about the type ahead features that you see in the office set of products, which is now being brought into SwiftKey as well. And it's not just the type ahead features. It is also the ability to um, uh, reauthor or edit the sentiment that you are trying to create when you're using the Swift key keyboard so that it learns your style, the way you communicate, and then now can give you a suggestion of um, maybe an improvement on what you're typing before you reply to somebody in a text or uh, an email or anywhere else. Um, It is a way of these kind of AI models finding their way into your day to day environment, not because you've done all the steps that we talked about last week. Uh, with how might you connect um, the Apple wake word with a, a GPT style <laughs> large language model? These other things are here, so, uh, and 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 are just kind of coming in right away.
1: So I I just want to very quickly mention because you mentioned um, the wake word. Uh, that I was listening to. A pod- I didn't mention
2: the wake word. I just no, said you mentioned wake the word. term you wake word. The idea
1: <laughs> of the wake word. Um, I was listening to a podcast uh, that has this the the is the rejuvenation of a podcast that used to be on the BBC called Digital Planet. They uh, they the, the, that podcast came to an end after many 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 years, and the two folks Gareth Mitchell and Bill Thompson have uh, created the Gareth and Bill cast, And I was listening to the I think the second episode of that. The other day in the car on carplay and mm-hmm. they mentioned the wake word <laughs> which led <laughs> the wake word in the car to uh to, to do something but um what i was gonna say after the, uh, as you were talking about uh, swiftkey there michael is have you did you install it did you start using it have you noticed that it's smarter more intelligent <sighs> using those ai features I you know I, I've I've not gotten
2: it to a point where I would say it's it's trained on my style as yet, but it's um uh I and I just happened to see it and I hadn't done a lot of experimentation with it so far, but what the thing that really intrigued me was just the fact that these capabilities are now. Um, Finding their way into your everyday experience, and they're coming not because you said, "Oh, I'd really like to install these conversational AI things here, here, here." They're coming now as component pieces of other apps. Mm-hmm. So you can right, see it right. in um, Snapchat. There's you know the set of capabilities. Uh, sticking with Microsoft, you've probably noticed also in Skype, which uh, longtime listeners will know that we use Skype to do our recording here. You can invite an AI into the chat that you're in and you can and reference it and ask it questions. And as you're conversing, it will provide insight and answers to the things you're looking for links and more. So um, it's, it's coming, I think, it's
1: coming and it's coming really fast. I think this is also another good transition point because we have a little video here that I saw this week, Packabee robotics who has built uh, Bimo from uh, adventure time, the, the little uh, robot companion. Now, in the background of the video of the uh, that we've got here you can also see his clippy that he made um that was shared a few weeks yes. ago so there's a, there's a microsoft and office <laughs> kind of connection there but what he's done here with bemo is you can he dem- demos it and shows it off you can say to bemo hey uh, hey bemo show me show me an image or what are you looking at and it will take a picture and it will then figure out what's in the picture and it will tell you what it's looking at and then it will, you can also imagine things or what are you what are you thinking of BMO and, and BMO will go off to DALI or one of the other uh, technologies and uh, have a dream of some form uh, and get some kind of randomised image and then describe the image back to, to you. So again, you've got this kind of componentization of these APIs uh, and combination into this really fun. I mean, just so cleverly made this this particular thing where bmo has got some little facial expressions that when it's thinking or calling the api it's got its little coffee mug that where right, it's it's, right. it's it's just a fun thing i love it Yeah, i just this is the kind of techno technological creativity i aspire to um and uh there's a few other bmo um videos that are on the same peer tube channel uh, I'm showing other things that BMO can do, which I which I really love. Uh,
2: I, I liked how BMO was like interacting with one of the robots from Mystery Science Theater 3002. With oh, well, that's that
0: what was he was strange. looking at. What are you seeing? Oh. It's a robot, and it was yeah. <laughs> a gumball machine, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious.
2: When, and the uh, the the image that uh, BMO was daydreaming about appeared to be something like that same gumbo. A gumball robot a gumbo.
0: A gumbo machine lunch, would be pretty cool, right? Lunch on the brain <laughs> or something. I don't
2: know. Etouffee.
0: That was super cool.
2: <laughs> Now, now um, the, the next of our, our list of things for the week uh, came from something I came across. I don't remember exactly where, uh, but it is a Turing test. And we've talked about Turing tests already plenty of times. Um, and this one is called humanornot.ai. And the way this particular website functions is you arrive at it. You click on a button to say that you'd like to engage in it. It tells you to wait a moment. And it randomly or maybe not randomly, I don't know, the code will be one thing or another, it connects you with a human or an AI, and you're given two minutes to figure out if you're a human or an AI. Um, I, I know, Michael, I think you played with this, I've played with it. Yep. Um, your What was your reaction to this?
0: Well, uh, I I enjoyed it. I And I, I know, I, I don't know if we talked about this before, just offline, not in the show, but this was so familiar, uh, but anyway, I, so I did it last night uh, playing around with a little bit. And it gives you two minutes in the sense that there's a two minute conversation that will occur, right? Right. Uh, it, it, and you're not allowed to like guess before or after, uh, before uh, the, the end on whether the person or the thing
1: is a thing. So, so these uh, are real time conversations. So it's matching, yes, matching yes. you to real people. To, have or those, to Or to an AI. AI. Right, yeah, okay.
0: And the idea is, can you figure out which one it is? Uh, and uh, typing on an iPad at night, my typing was bad, so it was probably obvious that I was a human. Uh, and the other person's typing was bad, so I kind of figured that it was a human and it was. Uh, but the, the question is, what's the conversation you want to have that gives you a clue that they're a human? Right, uh, so so I started by saying, uh, "Have you seen any good movies lately?" Right. Yeah. Uh, and and when I was hoping they would ask me something back, so I could say, "I don't get out to movies," right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they never got to that point, but so I don't know to, what they voted what, if
1: I was human or not. You were trying to deliberately fool them that way, right? Like, okay. yeah, yeah. So it was fun. It's kind of fun. So I,
2: I played it earlier as well, and um, I, I captured the screen for this too. So the the other side started the conversation and said, "Give me one reason I shouldn't fire you." And so mm. my response was, "One reason." <laughs> <laughs> my response is, <laughs> and, "I don't work for you." <laughs> and and then and then the the my companion uh, said another one, and so then I gave the German word for one, which was eins. So. I was like okay so let's see what happens with this uh, then the other side left the conversation huh. and I had to vote whether it was human or not so I was like that was no, human. That's, 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 a, that's a bot you know right?" Cause I, it, but it wasn't it was a human
0: it was it a human they were frustrated that me. you weren't playing
1: right
2: <laughs> I was playing
1: perfectly right
2: I was just being you were being you a know, smart ass <laughs> yeah.
1: so, so are you smart enough to fool Mrs. Davis
2: oh well, that would be a good question, uh especially now since the movie uh sorry, the T V series, show, excuse me, uh, yeah. just started, right? Yes. So the, the first episode launched
1: uh, last Thursday night, last year. I don't night, know whether this is available in the UK. I'm curious.
0: Yeah, it's on it's on Peacock in the States, uh so uh which is what, NBC? Yeah. Streaming service, uh, and and I have this one, yeah. and I want UK to see Day, it. I Day. haven't
1: watched it yet. UK date yet to be announced, says the Guardian.
2: Never mind. Oh no, so that's that's rough. So so I I'm very eager to see this too. So the the, the description on IMDb says Sister Simone partners with her ex boyfriend. Wiley on a globe spanning journey to destroy Mrs. Davis, a powerful artificial intelligence. Awesome. Mrs. And Davis is, the, is a nun.
1: Ah, uh, of course. Cool. So I was actually. Right.
0: Mrs. Davis is the wake word. Right. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it's actually interesting. I, I read a couple of deeper stories on it this week in anticipation of watching. Uh, and it's not necessarily. It, the, the basic premise is. It, is you know you want to destroy it but the thing is is it evil or not right uh it doesn't play by human um morals or a moral code or compass uh and the goal of the ai is to make people happy
2: huh ostensibly
0: ostensibly yes so so there must be something evil there
1: well given <laughs> given given our shows interest areas and focus and um the fact that we're all in tech and the fact that ai is huge right now uh or this whole idea of these large language models and sort of assistants at least it's definitely something i'd like to try out and dip into it's i don't know how i'm gonna be able to watch it just yet but hopefully that will be something that i can i can look at um before too long um i'm still uh, today i'm gonna finish the the final season of picard and then uh Yesterday I got to within to within the end of the Mandalorian, but still I've got another couple of episodes to, to finish off. And no then, spoilers. And then I then I yeah. need to go back and finally watch Ms. Marvel. So I'm 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 so far behind. Oh, and Andor as well. So I'm so far behind right now. Too many things yeah, to watch.
0: we've we've got to finish up. Uh, Mandalorian. We just started Picard, so we're like two episodes in there. So um, definitely, uh, way too much fun things to watch right now.
2: You know, but before we leave the Mrs. Davis one, I thought it was interesting that the top cast for all the people that are there. Um, first of all, there's a uh, Jack Foley plays nerd with a beard, which is sounds like a great character uh, who's in five episodes. There's at least a
1: couple of them on this show. I was gonna say, uh, are you sure you're you're not moonlighting (laughs) somewhere? (laughs)
2: I <laughs> have my stage name. Uh, no, um, the um, but there's not a top cast for Mrs. Davis. So I kind of wonder whether or not um, they're actually using an AI to play the AI. But wouldn't they give a credit in an in, in IMDb maybe, if they were Maybe
1: it would be like uh, in uh, the end of She-Hulk, or I'm going to spoiler everything. Ooh. oh Yeah, got to be careful. Don't do, careful. It. Don't Don't do, do it. it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because people show. might be listening to this in three years' time and still be not caught up That's with right. everything. So. Yeah,
2: I know. We're, we're we're still concerned about you know what happens in the Hobbit. Um, okay, so uh, let us let us move on to uh, a bit of a longer form article, which was super intriguing to me. Very um, interesting. That very. That, the, the title's called "The Age of Averages," and it's from a- Alex Mural uh, in an article written there and. My my, my high-level summary to start us off for this conversation is about what, for me, feels like the flattening of design, that uh, so many things are roughly equivalent to others. And the article talks about uh, elements from architecture to fashion to automobiles to a whole bunch of stuff. Um, it, the, the, uh, the notion here is that things are drawing towards the center, And given our bridge from the conversation on AI and trying to make people happy, you can see that the law of averages does tend to bend the arc of things, book titles, et cetera, towards something that will have the mass appeal. Um, There's more to it that I thought about here, but I'm curious to to hear from you guys, you know, your take on it, your read on this article, too.
1: Yeah, this was shared by a friend of mine on Mastodon, uh, one of my former colleagues. Uh, I hadn't this is actually a month old as we, as we record uh, as a, as a piece of writing and I hadn't come across it until this week. And as you say, it's longer. Uh, I started out reading it and just the ver- the very first story told in the, in the introduction section was intriguing enough, but mm-hmm. then the author goes on to demonstrate that not only are paintings um, and cultural approaches and interests in paintings sort of uh convergent uh, across the globe but the same thing is true of interior design and of uh and and what else is it architecture that was fascinating between cities and around the world in different places uh car design logo design um people's look especially being driven by in this case this idea of instagram face um so people sort of aiming for a particular look that might be as as you say michael sort of mass appeal uh movie posters really really well written fascinating curious piece of writing a uh, curious curious phenomenon being described um did it made me sad i was trying to explain it to my wife and 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 and, and i realized <laughs> having read it that it was difficult to summarize the the reason I think, other than mass appeal, I think this kind of just sort of, I, 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 yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm curious what you what you both think about it.
0: I I really enjoyed this, and I the point of tying it to AI, I think is is key, um, and it, it it's something that I've I think about a lot, and that is the highly risk adverse nature of people of Leaders of of thought leaders of of marketing firms, you name it. It's you find something that looks like it's winning, and everybody does that because it's a low risk chance to do something. Uh, it's 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 like once uh, surrealism became popular. It was easy to do that, and then you had somebody off, go off in a different angle and take a huge risk, and they either failed or they succeeded. And then you had Pollock, right? Um, and, and you think about this in lots of different things. Um, it's it's the idea that as a as a human race, uh, as a society, whatever level you want to take it, we we go to things uh, that build community, that build similarities. It's 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 how we work better together. But with AI, we've now taken even more risk out because we're gonna do what is predicted to be right. So 80% of the time we'll do 80% of the activities that are 80% right. Uh, and and when I see people coming up with ways of doing, and I'll just pick on, you know, stuff that I'm looking at right now, development, right? Using Chat GPT to write code. Uh, if it writes the code for you, it's, it's, it's okay, right? And you know it's okay, and everything's okay, and that's okay. Uh, and, and, and it's the same thing in all these examples. Um, if you're doing a Marvel movie, you know it's a Marvel movie. It's going to have an X-size audience, and it's going to make X amount of dollars. It's a safe bet. And we have, as, as, as a culture, as a society, everything, going to the point where we are risk-adverse, which right. stops change. Having risk takers, people who go against the grain, uh, go you know orthogonal to the design pattern, is where you get change and growth. Uh, and so, so I read this article with that in mind as I'm reading through it, saying, "Yeah, it's it's easy to create something new if it's kind of like everything else." and you know you'll be okay. It's hard to do the radically different and to try to build a new space out. Uh, and so I, I found this really interesting, and it's one of the fears I have with AI in that we will stay safe mm. instead of risking into new areas because we'll do, by looking back at the things that worked in the past, and we'll do the same I, thing.
1: Yeah, we. I certainly mentioned it in a show not too long ago about the fact that it's that so the the AI is learning from existing knowledge rather than necessarily mm-hmm. innovating and going off in new directions. So I think that's a really valid uh, set of thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, the um,
2: the the tagline for our show here was deliberately chosen as a result of this article because there are examples like Nespresso's Indulge Your Way, Sonos's Sound Your Way, AI Your Way leans, lends itself extraordinarily well to what the two of you were just saying. I've, it's it's driving towards the middle, it's optimizing, it's leveraging existence.
1: I thought that was the Burger King slash McDonald's slash yeah, no.
2: Tagline. Surprise! Have it our way. <laughs> so now you know. Yeah, have, yeah, exactly. Have it your way. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's almost so, as if we do some they, thinking when we put together our show. Uh, and yeah. Sometimes. Show. We try not to. Sometimes. Um, well, we're, we're getting short on time, and we have a couple of intriguing uh, little apple Posts here now. Granted, we're not an Apple podcast, as as everyone knows, um, but we've we've got a couple of intriguing ones. Uh, Michael, I think you found at least the first one about uh, the listening capability of HomePods.
0: Yeah, this is this is a really cool feature, and I enabled it on mine yesterday. <laughs>
2: mm, mm, um, me too.
0: So so because so, you shared this. Ba- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so basically, if you've updated your HomePods to uh, the most recent operating system on your phone and your other devices you have the ability to enable the new architecture and in that new architecture it enables a feature on the home pod to monitor for the sound of smoke detectors or co detectors going off uh, and then you can do automations you can do notifications um, and and i was listening to an apple podcast on this uh, earlier in the <laughs> week uh, and they were <laughs> talking about uh, yeah, really. Uh, they were talking about being away from home and never knowing that the smoke detector went off. Yeah. And so this is a feature that will help you there because you can actually notify you when you're not at home. Hey, you might want to have something checked out if you don't have a a, a monitored system, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Call a neighbor. <laughs> is my house on fire? <laughs> So I I thought that was really cool. Kind of a neat way of taking existing technology and expanding it into a new area.
2: Super deluxe. Cool. Uh, And, and it's, um, and the whole pod itself acts as the home hub. So naturally if it's on, it can be doing these kinds of things for you. And there can be other elements like that too. Uh, The last one, and we probably don't have time to go into it in detail is uh, another set of rumors around the mixed reality headset. Um, article and it, that, Michael, I think you found that one too, didn't you? Yeah,
0: it's 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 really trying to be a summary of rumors, uh, but it's not. <laughs> uh, and and I'm I'm just like last year. I'm getting more excited about a coming D- D- WWDC, and uh, hopefully they announce it. And and I've got funds set aside to buy it.
2: <laughs> so ooh, so there. So you already have the three grand that uh, people seem to be thinking it's going to be, huh?
1: I I have funds set aside to buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There we go. Okay. Well, you need some funds set aside for the last thing on our list as well. Yes. uh, Which is more more useful for (laughs) for the two of you than it is for me, given its geographical location. But uh, the last thing I I noticed in my, uh, I I do may may subscribe to a few Lego related uh, feeds on different apps. And uh, it popped up that there's a Lego show coming to Raleigh. This is the uh, art of the Brick, which is the one that actually I saw just a couple of months ago when I was in Fosdem in Brussels, and that happened to be on there at the time, so uh, I hope you both get to go and check out some art made with Lego bricks. Sounds yep. exciting. on my calendar already, and it's going to be in the same
2: venue where the Van Gogh exhibit was, oh, yeah. incidentally. Oh yeah, yeah, very cool. So that's kind of fun, too.
1: Very cool. Looking All forward right. to well, it.
2: Team, that gets us to our time we've, for today. We've reached
1: the end of the internet, and so have you. <laughs> uh, and, and there's uh, a restaurant there. You can take a break now, and, uh, and then, yeah, just sort of take a nap for, for seven days, and then come back and listen again next week. Exactly.
0: If you choose not to, though, you could reach out to us and provide things that you want us to talk about. Uh, to uh, Go to our website at gamesatwork.biz and comment on a show.
2: Definitely. That would be awesome. All righty. All right. Well, until next time, everyone. See ya. Have a great one, and we'll see ya. Bye. You've
0: been listening to gamesatwork.biz, the podcast about gaming technology and play. We are part of the Blueberry Podcasting Network, and would like to thank the band Random Encounters for their song, Big Blue. You can follow us on Twitter at at Work underscore biz or at our website at at gamesatwork.biz.